When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Yeah, screw those guys. I don't even like them. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Any sports show or hosts can make predictions, but these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. Oh, we have a lot of things coming off the board in this accountability session today. Mostly carnage. As usual, carnage for the listeners too. The listeners keep swinging for the fences, and I had a good week last track week. Power man, I know that. And you followed up with another good week this week. I had two right from last week. Uh, you uh, you kept your streak going here. We also have we're going to have an in studio listener prediction for the first time in the history of write that down in just a few minutes. But if you guys have and and we've got five or six listener predictions. I love most of these. There's a couple that are just low-hanging fruit. You guys are looking for singles, but, you know, you got to drop a bunt down once in a while. But if you want, anytime throughout the week, if you want to go on the record and you want to be part of the uh, Write That Down segment, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com and just put Write That Down in the headline or put your prediction in the headline, whatever. Just make it easy for us to decipher that it's uh, your prediction in the email. Should we do an accountability session here, gentlemen? Oh, why not? Write it down. You like writing things down. So uh, let's start with listener carnage. A few of these came off the board. Mark L. predicted Purdue would still make it to the Final Four even after the, the uh, Isaac Haas injury. That did not happen. Let's see here. Thomas F. predicted the Wild would beat the Predators not once but twice. So close. Ouch. So close. They took three out of four points. That's a good prediction. Post, yeah. And Hal predicted, this was a, a three-item parlay here. He said Don Lachia would be out. But he said St. Cloud State would win the NCAA hockey title and that Troy Terry would win the Hobie Baker. you got to get all three of those correct to make it a correct parlay. So listeners went 0 for 3 this week. I had a bad week, too. I said Dozier would lead off the season with a home run to left. Now, he hit a ball down the left field line right away on the first pitch. And off the bat, I thought, oh, my God. Thought you had it right? Twisted foul, and it was short of the foul pole. And then he hit one to the warning track in right center, which wouldn't have counted. But if it would have been a home run, it would have been kind of fun. I said uh, Purdue or Gonzaga would win the NCAA tournament. I told you Nino Niederreiter would score 30 goals this season. I mean, yeah, he's been he hurt most of the year. Pretty high. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And then I said Scott Boris would be fired by one of his clients by April 1st. And I don't think that happened. I did a pretty thorough Google search for that yesterday. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Unless he, unless someone gets fired he's today still or tomorrow. He's still moaning and whining about his clients not... Getting their just contracts. Mike Moustakis is an all-star and a leader. That's great. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, Scott, we don't care. Yeah, we need more on-base percentage there or something. I don't know. Uh, and then let's see here. Dave said, oh, Dave, this is a parlay. Oh, such a good prediction. He said, Jake Odorizzi would go at least six innings and so allow mad about no this. more than one earned run and that the Twins would win. Oh! I'm so angry. Oh, oh. oh so close. Dude, that's a line drive screamer I right know. at the center fielder. That's Rosario, man. He was robbed oh, of a man. home run at the yes. fence. That's a great parlay. And the Twins should have won the game. Oh, Rizzi was so good. Twins should have won the game. Sorry, Dave. Let's no, see. Don't. Judd, this is there, Judd had a few come off the board here. This is a good one. Judd, a year ago, almost a year ago, predicted the Twins' starting rotation for opening day 2018 would not include Irvin Santana. So, correct. Yep. Hector Santiago. Yep. Nick Tepish. Yep. Phil Hughes. And Kyle Gibson. Oh, oh no! no! <laughs> That's a good prediction. I forgot Nick, about Nick that one. Tepish is part of this prediction. Oh. Who, who, and what? Like Nick Tepish. That ball is caught was on the. Is he war- one of the thirty-nine pitchers they used, or whatever it was last year? Yeah, that apparently. ball was caught on the warning trick right in front uh, of the fence. Now, if Kyle Gibson comes up with you know, whatever, like a sore back, and he, if Kyle Gibson doesn't make his start, then you will. We can maybe take it to uh, write that no, down for no, here. No, no, I think no. So. I, you know what? He's in the, the rotation. Yeah. yeah, I know. No, I. You did, however, predict that Bob on. Motzko would be the next Gophers coach. Yeah, I'll give you a double on that one because there's four or five candidates, and I think this is a home run because last week in this very segment, Judd predicted Miguel Sano will find out his suspension fate by the end of the workday. So you basically put a five-hour window on it. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I don't know if you sourced it, but whatever, it's a, I actually it's a home run prediction. I did not source it. Which makes it even more impressive. If you sourced it, we'd say, all right, it's kind of a... No, I uh, the Star Tribune had a story last Friday about it, and it occurred to me right then, these people are going to news dump this on a Friday. Yeah. Baseball is. And, and then they, they did. did. Yep. And then they did by 5 o'clock. It's a wonderful sports journalistic uh, prediction. A lot of experience there went into that one, and I'm very proud of it. Thank you very much. I sniffed it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was outstanding. So, with that here, let's see. The listeners are at 250 with a 625 slugging percentage. So, very Adam Dunn like. Dave is still sitting strong at 448 and slugging 828 on the season. Mm. Judd's back up to 289 and slugging 632. And I'm sitting at 229, slugging over 400. Not a total disaster, but. Got to get going here. Write it down. You like writing things down. We have a bunch of listener predictions. Judd, let's start off with you, though. Okay, I am going uh, to actually go with former Viking quarterback Teddy Bridgewater and tell you that he will never play in a regular season game for the New York Jets. Teddy Bridgewater, so I think he probably gets in in the preseason. But Teddy Bridgewater will never take a snap in a regular season game for the Jets. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. That's probably fair. They... They took one look at the MRI and they're like, actually, $500,000 seems good. Teddy, you have no knee. Well, what? We'll give you a per diem for like fast food during training camp and a couple bucks to, you know, find some transportation. Your knee's completely gone, Teddy. That's it. Dave? Final four prediction. Let's parlay all three games Michigan ends Sister Jean's run, Villanova over Kansas. Villanova beats Michigan. And to make it a little more interesting, not only does Michigan end. Uh, Sister Jean's run, 
they do it in a blowout. It's a double-digit win for the Wolverines tomorrow. Okay. So uh, Michigan by double digits. Novo beats Kansas. Nova beats Michigan to win Correct. the national championship. That'd be the second time, I believe, that John Beeline's Michigan team would get there and they get beat in the last five. That Trey Burke team went, and then they got beat, I think, in the championship game. So Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, write this down. Giancarlo Stanton, who hit two home runs yesterday with the Yankees, will hit at least 62 home runs in 2018. So he will beat Roger Maris's record. And I like the McGuire-Bond stuff. Some people don't regard those because they're steroid-driven. So Giancarlo Stanton, and who knows, maybe we'll find out that his was steroid-driven too. But as of right now, it's clean. It's all launching. And he will set a new clean home run record in 2018 with at least 62 home runs. Runs. On right. pace for 324. I mean, it's not really that strong of a prediction. Hit 62 by May 15th. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Yeah. Uh, so, since I got my go for hockey prediction right uh, from last Friday, I'm going to give you another one. The Gopher men's hockey team is going to rebound to win the Big Ten regular season title in 2018 19 under first year head coach Bob Motzko. So, Big Ten regular season, season title. Yes, because there's a conference tournament too. But the Gopher men's hockey team will win the Big Ten regular season title in 2018 19 in Motzko's first season. Okay. That's a, that's a little double, maybe. Sharp single double. I think I get a double. I think I get a double. Technically, I guess they have, they have it's, you know, three Frozen Four teams. So, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a formidable conference. Write this down. David? I've seen enough from Major League Baseball yesterday to know that the record that was set across baseball last year, home runs hit in the season, something like 6,100 and change, will be broken in 2018. So another home run record. Correct. More home runs will be hit this year than any other year, including last, which set the record. So we've had, I think they've broken the record two years in a row, right? Or or was two years ago, maybe that was the most home run since the steroid era, something like that. But then it was like five years ago, we had a dead ball problem, right? Where every team had an we ERA below four. And some offense, yes. Like nobody was hitting 50 home runs. Yes. And Everyone had new concrete. Yeah, had to settle. Well, Arizona put a humidor in their stadium mm-hmm. now just to try and pump the brakes on offense. Arizona Write it down. You like writing things down. Arizona has a humidor well, I didn't now. I know that. So if you drafted Paul Goldschmidt in your fantasy league, you might be disappointed. That, Colorado did. I Oh, wow. Okay. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Write this down. Tiger Woods. This is our last write that down segment before the Masters tees off. And Tiger Woods Hello, Phil. will win it. Tiger Woods. Oh, wow. Who has flirted yeah. with victories in yeah, his last two tournaments. Favorite. To his most, To his most comfortable course, Tiger Woods will put on a green jacket for the first time, I think, in 13 will, years. Like 2004, 5, somewhere. Will this cause Jim Nance in a celebratory... Tizzy to jump out of the 18th off the broadcast tower. Jim Nance will sacrifice himself while yelling, <laughs> will, Hello, friend! Will, will he become so excited that he takes a header off the 18th tower? <laughs> Tiger! Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Logan Morrison will homer in the Twins' home opener this season. Now, I originally had next Thursday, but I ain't so sure they're playing on Thursday. That's yeah. So whatever day the Twins play their home opener on, Lomo is going to go deep. It would be classic Judd to specify Thursday, and then the and game takes place yes. on a Friday. That's and why I'm being very careful. <laughs> I'm convinced they're not playing on Thursday. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. 
I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dad. Either way, his hands are going to be frozen, most likely, so good luck with that one. I, I also have a master's prediction for my final. Write that down. And I do want to mention before I make it, We've got we've got the uh, the Masters game going on right now. It's up fifteen hundred ESPN dot com. A quick Boom. note to the listeners: you can test your golf knowledge, like myself and Phil will be doing here. Sign up. It's the Majors Fantasy Golf Challenge ahead of all the majors and the Players Championship. You can select a dream team of pro golfers. There's different groups. You select one from each group. After each tournament, it's added up how all those guys did. If you win, well, you're the winner. And for this round, how about this? Two-night golf trip for four to Craigans. Oh, big That's time. not too bad. Uh, you got to make the picks before it starts. So before 6.55 a.m. Thursday, 1500ESPN.com to sign up. And here's the advice. Don't pick Tiger Woods because the lefty will win the Masters. Okay. Not the lefty that everybody likes, though. Oh. Bubba Watson. Wow. Okay. Bubba so that'd be his thir- third green jacket. He has two green jackets, right? He has at least one of them. Yeah. Okay. So Bubba, Bubba Watson. Watson. Bubba Watson will win Hated the Masters. Hated by many, right? Again, don't don't don't. Uh, yeah, he's players a not like him at all. Yeah, a lot of people think he's a, a, a you know a D. He's kind of a spaz. So on that game, the fifteen hundred ESPN dot com uh, golf major challenge game. Yes. So there's like seven or eight tiers of players, and you pick one from each tier. I actually found a hacker to just hack it, so I picked Tiger Woods seven times. I'm so not have, surprised yeah, by that. Tiger Woods, I've picked yep. seven times in that game. When yep. all seven guys miss the cut, that's a problem, Phil. Well, Write it down. You like writing things down? You want to go on the record? I actually I had that written Come down. On, like, do it. Yeah. We'll give you a bonus pick. Did you really? Bonus pick? I did. Boy. Well, I was going to parlay. I was going to say Bubba wins, Tiger misses cut. Just separate them. I'll consider Write it, it down. You like writing things I'll down. Move yeah, to, do it. All right, fine. Move fine. to separate. Right. Tiger, Tiger misses, misses the cut. cut. Wow. Separate, separate prediction. <laughs> so he's got him winning and you've got him missing the I love missing this. Cut. Uh, and then I have one more here. Jim Mance right. still might throw himself out of the tower if that happens. <laughs> Goodbye, friend. Goodbye. <laughs> He's never coming back. Write it down. You like writing things Bang. down. Uh, write this down. I'm I'm hedging on this a little bit because it's. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I just want to qualify if the Wolves miss the playoffs. So there's probably a twenty percent oh, chance they I miss the playoffs. You, I know where you're going. If the Wolves I miss the playoffs, Glenn Taylor will fire Tom Thibodeau. Judd Judd can speak to why I'm predicting this, and it's slightly sourced. He's been inside. It's slightly sourced. He's been inside. If the Wolves miss the playoffs, Glenn Taylor will fire Tom Thibodeau. I don't like this prediction (laughs) because you can't say if this happens, then that will happen. We have a few of those. If doesn't happen, then I mean, it just comes off the board. It's just wrong. Well, just no, it comes off the board. The qualifier, no, but I'm yeah, right. Well, would it be wrong? I'll take the L. Okay, so it's got to be so for future if. So yes. it has to be a parlay, but I'm not. Pre- I'm not predicting that they're. Well, I'm not predicting that they're going to miss the playoffs. But if they do, I think, make the playoffs. Then the prediction's wrong. But if they, okay. if yeah, if they make the playoffs, you're just wrong. Just an L. Okay. I think the prediction just has to be Tom Thibodeau will be fired. But I'm not predicting that. I'm predicting only if they miss the playoffs. It's nuanced, Dave. But I don't like the if, if this happens, then gonna. I'll make a prediction. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to make a prediction. If it's wrong, it's wrong. It's like sitting out the last day of the season when you're hitting 401. <laughs> it's not right. I'm hitting, two, I'm hitting 230. I need some points. Let's let's come back with listener predictions after this. He's been inciting. It's a little bit of inciting. Mackie and Jack. <laughs> The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Ready, master control? Ready, switch on. This is 1500.
ESPN. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Bonus, write that down. Have we ever done this before? No. I don't think we've ever done the bonus, I, write that down. We might have brought it back for a segment with a bonus, but it has never been a bonus and then a listener in studio no. who gives us a write that down. It's, this is a first. I think what we've done, and we have a bunch of email submissions here we're going to get to, and, uh, and loyal listener Paul has graciously spent... $500 for charity for the Courage Kenny uh, auction that we do every December to have to endure us for four hours in person now. So we're going to get to his predictions here. Um, let's see here. If you want to email any predictions throughout the week, it's just Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. And let's start with this one from James K. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. It's a Judd prediction. And he sent this via Twitter this morning just to Dave and I. Can I hear it? I almost think Judd has to leave the room for this, oh, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's, we'll do it at the room. end. We'll do it at the end. Okay, we'll do it at the end. Oh, I could go get more coffee nope. right now if you want. No, fight through the segment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Battle. But I need more caffeine. Battle your tail I, off. I need more caffeine. How quick you're willing to just bail on a segment. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if I was asked Maybe. to leave, I would leave. I'd be a good sport about it. Let's go. We'll, we'll save that one for the end. Roderick predicts. <laughs> your co-hosts have been asked to leave before. Bum, Write this down. Wow. There it is. Roderick predicts Bob Motzko will lead the Gophers not just to a Big Ten title like Judd's predicting. No, he's going further than that. To a Frozen Four appearance in 2019. Write this down. A Frozen Four appearance. Mm. Uh, Our guy, the dude, has a couple predictions here. He predicts Miguel Sano will miss at least six weeks due to injury (laughs) this season. That's, That's barely a single, right? He averages, I think... Eight missed weeks the last two years due to injuries, yeah. so it's barely even registering. Write this down. And this is the dude. Love you. This is a single right here. Max Kepler will hit 22 home runs or more, mm-hmm. 270 batting average or more, mm-hmm. and 75 RBIs or more. I would say if he doesn't do that in 2018. What was the RBI total again? It's kind of a failure. 75 or more. It's fine. Like The prediction will stand. Yeah, it's a single. It's a single. Yeah, it's but. How about 100 RBIs? How about put yourself out there? And then let's see here. Dan C. predicts. Write this down. The Twins will be under 500 on July 1st. And then from July 2nd through the end of the year, we'll have the best record in baseball. Oh, I like that. Now that's a prediction. That's gutsy. That is under 500 on July 1st. Presumably get hot in July enough to trade for somebody. And then you take off in the second half of the year. That's a home run. And Jorge Polanco comes back. That's a home run right there. So that like would it. for sure be That's a, home a home run. run. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing yeah. things down. All right. Usually we should make you go in the hallway and call in instead here. But Paul is in studio <laughs> He keeps with tweeting us today. me from across the room. It's Are very, you tweeting him in the I'm room? I'm not allowed he's to tweeting, talk. He's tweeting you too. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk. I haven't so checked my mentions he's yet He's tweeting today. wild stuff, Granlin stuff. Say, who put all the hair on this microphone, by the way? It's, it's like, from uh, it's, Joe Sutre's chin, I believe. It's like, it's like sure. dog hair on here. Don't look closely in the studio. <laughs> There's pasta sauce over here. There's popcorn yeah. under the table here. And uh, the room's cold, but besides that, this is a great studio. No, it's it is. Great donuts. Yeah. Sorry, right, you've got three predictions for us. I do. Go ahead. Fire away. Let's well, go Let's go one by one. Let's do the easy one first. Uh, Rory McIlroy will win the Masters. I, I was very impressed. Uh, what was that, two tournaments ago where him and Tiger were battling it out? He was, yeah, he... And if Tiger Woods hadn't melted down on yes. 16, yes, it wouldn't have. He could have gone two under the rest of the way. Rory would have won that tournament by four strokes because Rory was incredible. Yes, so I predict he will win the Masters. Okay, uh, this one I don't really feel with my heart, 
but hockey is so unpredictable. Everybody is saying that if the Wild play the Jets, it's a bad matchup. I am going to predict the Wild will upset wow. the Winnipeg Ooh. Jets just to kind of be a contrarian. Thank here. you, Patrick Royce, for that. So this is a, <laughs> well, that's the thing with Patrick. Whatever he predicts, positive yes. for Minnesota teams, always turns around to be the opposite. And I still remember him predicting when the uh, North Stars were in the 91 yep. Cup Finals. He said, yeah, you know, John Casey will be the MVP. They're going to win it in six. This is after they had been up two games to one. Yep. And then we all know what happened after that. And after that prediction by Royce, I went, I'm never listening to him again. <laughs> did you Did you hear him on... Uh, he went on with um, Mel Kuyper and is it Dari? Dari Noka. Okay. Yeah, they have like a morning Saturday morning show, show that, that's on right, right before us. And for what, I don't know why, but ESPN reached out to noted Viking expert Patrick Royce, who has not been to a home game yet, I don't think. <laughs> so he's, he's not the guy that, like, Pat's not going to give you, hey, we're going to bring in so-and-so to break down the Vikings yeah. for 10 minutes. Let's so, go to Patrick Royce. So they, <laughs> so they do that, though. They go to Patrick Royce. You know, hey, Patrick, what's going on? ESPN Radio, Pat Royce covers the Vikings. You know, I'm in a Vikings game in six years, but whatever. <laughs> so, so, the more, so he goes on the day before the Philadelphia game. They're so much better. It's not even close. The Vikings are going to win. They're going to win by three touchdowns. It's not even going to be. Gonna... Well, why do you think that? Because they're better. Yes. <laughs> but to your point, Paul, I said to myself, they're screwed. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're not going to. They're going to lose this game. So you are right. Whenever Patrick, whenever Patrick goes out and says, uh, I mean, it's just this simple. The North Stars are going to beat the Penguins. No, they're probably not. So well, not only that. The last, I think, four times, what does he go to one wild game every year? And he picks whatever team is the hottest to go to. And the wild always lose every single time Royce's there. Ask him. Ask him what his record is. You're right, because I drove him to the Boston game on Sunday, and they lost that in overtime. It's true. It's true. So you've got Rory winning the Masters. You've got wild upsetting the Jets in the playoffs. And third prediction. Third prediction, I uh, tweeted this to Judd, I think, a week or so ago. The Predators will face the Penguins again in a rematch for the Stanley Cup. And this year, though, the Pred- Predators will come out on top. Ooh. All righty. A little parlay. Although the Predators are kind of slumping right now. But I'm hoping they, I hope they turn this around. That doesn't around. mean much. And no. it would be fantastic. That would be high-flying. All right. I like it. Paul, in studio. We should have made you call in from the hallway just to make it more <laughs> official there. But uh, we're going to need Judd to leave the room here because okay. our final listener write-that-down prediction involves Judd. I'll be back after the break. Let's wait, make sure that you're not. I don't think Johnny's got his uh, speakers blaring out there, so you're good. I'm going to the right. coffee pot. So, Grab me uh, a donut, will you? Uh, so this is from James K. on right. Twitter here. <laughs> so just to set this up, Dave, it's fair to say, and Paul, you listen every day, that Judd hates bat and barrel as a concept. They've changed the Met Club to bat and barrel. Yes. yes. And Judd thinks it's corporate, it's generic, it's like... You know, it's it's just like restaurants that pop up with generic names. Like they had, they could have personalized it more to the twins and the history, right? And Judd's right. It's not spoon and stable. It's not butcher and the boar. It's no, don't call it that. And, and he's indignant. Yes, like, oh, he I will hates never it more step foot in it. If you've ruined a, a great spot, the Met Club. James K predicts Judd will admit to or will be outed for by someone. Drinking a beer at Bat and Barrel sometime during the 2018 twin season. Oh, he'll be in their opening day. 100%. <laughs> 
If there's beer involved, he'll be in their opening day. Yes. Uh, so, Dave, you've had a lot of good Judd predictions, but this one might be the best Judd prediction of all time. And hold on. You said the season. The, the prediction actually is written by May 1st. Oh, by May 1st. He puts a qualifier on it by May 1st. So we've got you know we've got two months to get this done. Or a month. Excuse me, just one month to get this done. I still love the prediction. I've made Judd predictions. Some have gone well. As of late, they have not gone well, even though Judd has hosed me out of a couple of them. This is maybe my all-time favorite Judd prediction because he cannot resist the siren of uh, of beer at a new place. Okay, so here, it's an old here, place, here's something, name. and any of us in this room could do this. You know, there's no rules against bringing Judd to Bat and Barrel and ordering a beer for him and putting it in his <laughs> hand, and then it's on him if he takes a sip of it. You win the right that down point. I have tried to get him to meet me at Target Field. I don't know how many times. He always has an excuse. Oh, I'm not there, or I'm in the press box. So Got to write a column. I'm, I'm kind of out of luck there. I'm I'm one of the unwashed masses that he doesn't want to associate with outside of the studio. Dave, here. do you think Paul is missing out by uh, not hanging out with Judd at Target Field? No, I think you're good. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've mentioned beer in the past, but if you have, I imagine he'll show up. Capitalize and bold in block letters beer next time, just yes. to make sure it's clear. Dave, what's coming up in stuff you should know about next? A lot more to get to from the opening day around major leagues and i'll find some other stuff let's talk about chris lindahl the number one remax results team here for just a moment before we get into some stuff you should know about in some game show friday so right now going on at chris that's chris with a k chris is the seven day or walk away for free guaranteed that means if the chris lindahl team doesn't sell your house within seven days guaranteed you can walk away for free and also, they have access to thousands of non-MLS properties uh, that help create a competitive environment for your home. But here's the thing. like I have personal experience. You think seven days? It took half that for my house, my condo, a year ago to get a full-price offer. I remember I was even like I was in Hawaii for a wedding. I get a phone call. The open house noon, I think, was the start time. I got a call at 3 o'clock from the Chris Lindahl team saying, we got a full-priced offer, yay or nay. And I'm like, What? Oh, three hours, and it was for a lot more money than I ever thought. So, again, it's the seven-day or walk-away for free guarantee. If they can't sell it within seven days, you walk away for free, period. ChrisLindahl.com, that's Chris with a K, or 763-401-SOLD. Phil Mackey. I like his odds of uh, of replacing somebody on TNT. Judd Zolgad. Just a genuinely awesome guy. Very giving of his time. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about. Sponsored by Boost Mobile. With Boost Mobile, you can get four lines for only $25 per line, each with unlimited gigs. Plus, get up to four free Samsung, Samsung JS7 perks and six months of Hulu. That'd be cool, man. I'd like to, to see now, that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Awful. please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. And I would tease to something, but I don't know a thing about stuff because I was booted from the room last segment. Actually, this song is very timely, too. The news came out yesterday. Joe Maurer, right? I was going to lead with that. Yeah, go ahead. Yet another year. T.I., baby. What you know about that? Let's go. What you know. straight years for Joe Maurer. Nice predictability. That should have been a write that down prediction. Missed out on that one. Oh, well. Hey, let's talk about uh, baseball players who hit home runs, shall we? One of those happens to be playing in New York this year. Last, last, no, yesterday he was in Toronto. 
Swung on and drilled to deep right center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It is first Yankee at bat. John Carlo. Non si può stoparlo. It is a Stantonian home run. A two-run blast to right center in his first Yankee at bat. And the Yankees take a 2-0 lead. Okay. Translation? Unclear. Here's the second home run Stanton hit, and you'll notice it's a, it's a little bit different. Swung on and in the air to deep center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. His second home run of the game. Giancarlo. No si può fermarlo. Yeah. It's a Stantonian home run to dead center. A solo shot. And the Yankees take a 6-1 lead. There they are from John Sterling. We know it's a Stantonian blast or a Stantonian home run. Judgian blast, yes. Stantonian blast. But we're not really sure exactly what the Italian phrase he's trying to go for because he said two different versions of it. The theory is it might he might be trying to say you cannot stop it or you cannot stop him. I've seen a couple other translations, but this is the one I've seen most today. So it would be Giancarlo, you can't stop it in Italian, of which... Giancarlo is not. So did, <laughs> right. <laughs> Clearly, like, I mean, right? the name sounds like it could be Italian, Giancarlo, but he is very much. But did he not just Italian. go to like Google Translate and type in uh, "unstoppable" and see what pops up? I have to it's think. Weird. Maybe somebody gave him the idea. Somebody you know who knows Italian speaks Italian. Hey, this is a good rhyme for you. You should maybe consider this, John. And he went out and butchered it, I guess. I like the call in itself, but then hearing the second time it's sounding different and not really knowing what it means. Yeah, everybody's ripping him, and I think I'm jumping on that board now. He's from California. Yeah, not not Italy. <laughs> not at all. His name is Giancarlo Cruz Mike Stanton. Yes. I mean, his name is Mike. Yes. Mike yeah, Stanton. And it was Mike for a long time. Called himself Mike. Actually, Stanton is mostly of African-American and Irish descent, according yes, to Wikipedia. Which is not Italian. His maternal great-grandmother was Puerto Rican. Not Italian. He was represented He represented the United States in the World Baseball Classic not in 2013. Italy. The same year Puerto Rico investigated whether he could even play for the Puerto Rican team. He's not even close to... He's not close enough from an ancestry standpoint to be considered Puerto Rican. He's just... An American guy Maybe with some Irish roots. He really loves pasta. Could that be it? <laughs> I guess. Do you know the great thing? <laughs> He's a diehard at Buca. John, Every Friday he night. He does. Oh, man. The great thing a about chicken this. chicken marsala. <laughs> John Sterling is so oblivious. None of it is going. He'll just keep doing it, and people keep of course he ripping will. him, and he'll and it'll just continue on and on. So I'm more pro I'm more pro Sterling than I think you guys are. I, I find it it's, it's kind of fun. I whatever. find it humorous. I sure. do. So does he do the Onian thing for everyone? Like he's got the or the Judgian, the Stantonian. No. Does, did he do like G, a, a Jeterian blast for first row opposite field home runs? I don't, think, I don't even know, I don't know what he said for Jeter. I don't think he did. No, I, I think the answer to your question is no. He absolutely doesn't. Because like Brett Gardner, it's Gardy goes Yardy. Yep. Brett plants one in the oh, left field bleachers. Get it? One. Yeah, that's how Granderson was my favorite one. The Grandy oh, Man yes. Can. The Grandy Man Can. The Grandy Man Can. <laughs> Very good stuff. Other good stuff. Joey Gallo the bat. And the Astros with four outfielders defensing Gallo. And Alex Bregman, one of those outfielders, makes the play. He can play left. It works. 
Move Alex Bregman out to left field from third base, and he catches a can of corn pop-up from Joey Gallo. So I was wrong. It is it is four outfielders, and then the three remaining outfielders are shifted over infield, to the right side yeah. of the in, or Cor- infielders. Correct, yeah. So it's uh, I thought, oh, it's just like they're playing the shifted guy deeper. No. But it's four outfielders like you would see in softball, and then the three remaining infielders right side. are all to the right of second base. With the second baseman a little bit deeper, he's kind of playing right. in the just in the grass. So yeah. if you're a hitter and you don't counter-adjust and poke one down the left field line or just butt one down the third base line, I don't know what to tell you. That's what I, it seemed like Gallo tried to do. Yeah, it seemed it like be, he tried to kind of try to inside out. He just got under the ball and a can of corn. Yeah, I get it's hard if you've been grooving a swing professionally every day for like 15 years mm-hmm. or something. But come on, man. AJ Hinch is in their heads, man. Drop a bunt. And then there's Tim Kirchin. I thought Leonard Skinner was a guy. I thought his name was Len. I didn't know it was a band. I thought Jethro <laughs> Tull was a guy what? instead of a band. And this is really bad for a. Very short time in my life, a short time. I wasn't sure if Kanye West was a man or a woman. Huh? This is How did this... Major League Baseball. I love Tim Kirkjian in his peripheral role. That was him in the booth how with Carl we... Ravitch. Yeah, and explain to me how this came up in the first place. I caught like an hour of that broadcast. It's a ball game. It's they were four just, hours. Yeah, they're just BSing about stuff, and Tim Kirkjian's kind of making fun of himself, and it was fun. Unless you run it through the prism of baseball's trying to get younger people to listen and consume and watch. And it's like Carl Ravitch and Tim Kirkjian completely out of touch with reality. They Baseball should think about altering their booths. That's kind of why I like Jessica Mendoza, younger, female, Alex Rodriguez, icon. Matt Vasgersian can relate like he's a younger dude. If you're trying to get a younger audience, you're not the old audience is going to watch baseball. They're going to watch baseball, regardless. So, if you're just going to put love him, but Tim Kirk should, it, you know I don't know. It bothers me. That's re- do better. It, yeah, uh, it's uh, that's and it's as good as Kirkjian is. Why is he in the booth? I mean, I thought he was only in the dugout doing reporting. That's a strength. I, I think it was just an opening day thing. Like, right. I don't know. Well, they perhaps they with four games that they spread the talent around. Yeah. One more baseball right. nugget to get to. Uh, we all saw who wasn't in the stands at uh, Marlins hosting the Cubs yesterday behind home plate. No Marlins man. We know he's done. We have an update on Marlins man. An attack on Twitter coming from somebody we've all at least grown familiar with around here. Jennifer Decker is her name. She used to go by a different name. Jan. Hey, Jan. Just want to come on over. Jen Sturger okay. was the previous So she got name. married. Okay. She has, is married to actually Cody Decker, who I don't know if he's a major leaguer, but he's in the Diamondbacks organization. Yeah. I think she got married recently. But the tweet from Jennifer Decker yesterday, real fandom isn't for sale. As someone who has dealt with this guy's BS and chicanery firsthand, Uh-oh. even if the Marlins win 30 games, it will still be a winning season with him gone. Super oh, fans are just that. Fans. I didn't think FSU owed me anything. Give me a break. Interesting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was she yes. har- har- I want to know more now. Chicanery. She's yeah. claiming chicanery. But Farvinian chicanery? I'm guessing, I mean, I, have you ever seen Marlins Man interview before? There's a 
there's a sleaze factor for sure. Oh, with oh this him guy. at the town he shows hall up at games with yeah. like three models on his arm yeah. and whatever. Now I don't. Th- I mean, he's been on Twitter clarifying his stance and all this. I don't think his fandom is up for bid. I think he's just saying, "Hey, I offered two hundred thousand dollars for tickets over the, the next three years for a team that had twenty five thousand yeah. open seats for home opener. Like clearly." They're not in a position to reject me giving them $200,000 for four tickets over the next few years. I think he's just saying, well, I guess I'll go watch other games. I don't think he's, he's – I think people are misinterpreting a little, but I wouldn't be shocked I still if he's know got more some about creepy skeletons in his closet. Chicanery. That's Yes. Yeah, and and if you saw uh, him basically at, at the Town Hall Marlins thing with Jeter – you know that the guy's a sleaze. Oh, heck yeah. Because you know who I am. I'm Marlins man. Yeah, you're Marlins man. Big bleeping deal. <laughs> I'm Marlins man. Mar- I'm Marlins, Marlins man to save the day. I mean, uh, come on. It's bad news in Philly. Joel Embiid in the meantime is down and not getting up. Not sure what collided on that triple handoff. Uh-oh, trouble for the process. Did you see him go down a couple nights ago? Yeah, His he gets head smoked, hit yeah. Markel Fultz's shoulder or he's, head, too. They, he's glass. Yeah, they clonked in. He's got a broken orbital bone in his left eye socket he's out for a while he's glass he's unbelievable if he played every game i might take him over carl anthony towns one of the most underappreciated things about towns hasn't missed a game i don't think he's missed a game in college hasn't missed a game in three no, years not, in the nba on wood Long right there college yep. career too yeah five minutes but didn't miss any of those 10 games <laughs> of which he played about 20 minutes correct yeah but still like the guy is it's something the guy is uh never gone and fultz is a guy that that the Sixers drafted in June, correct? Who didn't play until yes. the last week? Yeah. Because he couldn't days shoot or he had a bad back. shoulder? Yeah. Well, also, too, so Embiid missed his first two full seasons. He was drafted in, I think, right? 14, 15. Yeah. 15, 16. It took so a while for first, the process to start. And then only played 31 games last year, and now he's going to miss a bunch of games this year. Woo! Good stuff. How well do you guys know your possible first-round quarterbacks? I mean, like, like I know, I, the names of them? Sure. I know their names, and I think I know their schools. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, we have a leak, gentlemen. The Wonderlick test scores for the big five. Josh <laughs> Allen, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen. They're out. We know the Wonderlick scores. Who do you think is the smartest, at least according to this test? I'm going to guess Rosen. I mean, Josh Rosen... Definitely presents himself as the smartest, so sure. Well, he may present himself as such, but he's not. He's number two on the list. Lamar Jackson. He is actually at the very bottom. He did very poorly on the Wonderland. Lamar Jackson? 13, yeah. Oof. Uh, Well, I mean, Sam Darnold, I guess. There's only a few options left here. Well, you know who it probably is? The Oklahoma kid. Uh, Mayfield? Mayfield, Mayfield, yeah. You've named all. You've named four of the five, and you okay, haven't named Josh the Allen. Yet. Is it's the... Mel's guy. That's oh. why he's picking him. He okay. knew it. He knew it. Josh Allen, a thirty-seven on the Wonderlick. Rosen twenty-nine. Darnold twenty-eight. Mayfield twenty-five. Lamar Jackson thirteen. Hmm. All right, that's great. That's fantastic. Every year these leak out. Every single well, year. I do think it matters and, if you're an absolute moron in the well, Wonderlick. I don't think if you score a 33, it doesn't mean you're going to be great. Yeah, and if, but, but if, if you, you score a 13, it might it might limit your upside. It might be a reason why, hey, he's a good athlete and kind of a dummy. Yeah, wide receiver sounds good. Let's yeah. try to move him there. Bill Polian. Yeah. <laughs> um, Justifying Bill Polian's existence right there. <laughs> I don't think he can play quarterback in the National Football League. Well, maybe he knew that he was a 13 Wonderlick guy. I don't know. We'll find out. Chris Singleton's going to make his Talking Twins debut in about 45 minutes from now. And we're going to play at least a couple of game shows today between now and 1 o'clock. We have 
Minnesota United tickets to give away for tomorrow. We also have Red Cow, Red Rabbit gift card to give away. Judd, why don't you fire up a little prime mortgage lending here first before we go anywhere? I will, will indeed. And if you're considering your options right now when it comes to a mortgage company, let me suggest my friends at Prime and Kent McCola. And here's why. This isn't about simply selling you on something. Prime wants to earn your trust first. In fact, they would rather earn that trust than sell you a loan. Now you're asking yourself, okay, Judd, that sounds great, but what does it mean exactly? It means that while Prime would love to have you as a client, they want to meet with you first and explain their plan. They want you to sit down with them, and they want to explain what they're going to do, and then the decision is up to you. This is about a couple of uh, key words that I've talked to with the folks at Prime and Kent. It's about teamwork. It's about collaboration. That's what Prime is all about. It's what they believe in. And if you're shopping for a mortgage, you can count on Prime to give you sound advice and straight answers. For instance, Prime wants to take some of the mystery out of the mortgage process for you. Did you know Prime may be able to put together a program that can pay your closing costs, not just include them in your loan, but actually pay them for you? And now you're saying to yourself, that sounds great, Judd, but where do I go to find out more? I'm going to tell you. You go to this website, goprimewithkent.com. That's goprimewithkent, K-E-N-T, dot com. More Mackey and Judd after this. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Bottom line is these two guys really like each other. Mackey and Judd. They formed a special brotherhood. They've said, you know what? We can do this better together than apart. On 1500 ESPN. Join 1500 ESPN and the beer shows Chris Reavers for the 2018 Minnesota Brewers Ball. It's happening next Saturday, the 7th of April at the International Market Square building in Minneapolis. Samples from more than 30 breweries, distilleries, wineries will be all yours. And it's all while raising money for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Also some good food, silent live auctions, general admission, VIP tickets as well. They are on sale now. Details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. Mackie and Judd, we're hanging out here with our buddy Paul. Paul is a loyal listener from day one. Our show started the day after the Super Bowl in 2014, and I believe Paul was one of our first callers early on, too. And uh, I think he predates you. I think he goes back to terms the, of age, uh, Judd, the Judd and Fun days. <laughs> here, let me turn Paul's microphone on. Judd and usually Bay. Paul's on the phone here. <laughs> or how, how far back do you go with Judd's 1500 ESPN? I did listen to Judd and Fun. I don't remember calling into Judd and Fun. I do remember calling into uh, Judd and Dubay uh, with several wild takes defending Mike Yo after the playoff loss. I think it was to Chicago or what have you, their first time. And... Uh, I hung up, and I remember Dubay going, boy, he's passionate. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Uh, hey, so we we debated in the first hour. I know that usually you this would be the time where you'd call in and deliver an opinion to uh, to separate from us. Byron Buxton, pinch it for. Your thoughts. Would you have pinch it for Byron Buxton? Yes, and the reason is because of the expectations. Judd hit it earlier. Uh, if this was last year, 103 losses or however many it was, then he's batting. But – uh, I mean, listen to you guys over the last couple of months. There are expectations this year. I mean, the word playoffs is in every sentence pertaining to the Twins. Uh, it's not about Buxton's development yesterday. It's about getting off on the right foot and winning a, winning a ball game. I mean, the whole team is in view here, not just Byron Buxton. But uh, I do also agree, you know, like Judge said, and you, Phil, both sides make sense. If he's going to be a superstar, he's got to get his feet wet in situations like that. I But first game of the year, maybe that's not the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, to, to the superstar point, if great players don't bat eighth and great players don't get pulled with the bases loaded in a in a two-run game. So 
If there is any doubt, clearly he's not a great hitter yet. It's all based on hope and projection and and potential that we've seen in small doses. And so, and, and another factor here too that I don't think has gotten enough play, and it's a very chess match like factor. Brad Brock is one of the better right-handed relievers in baseball, which already you know gives Buxton a disadvantage because he's right-handed, and Buxton's going to hit better against left-handed pitching long term. And Brock has stuff. If you watch that guy throw pitches. It's sharp, downward-moving stuff. I mean, he can he can drop a baseball off a table, and Buxton does not lay off those pitches as much as a Robbie Grossman does. So even just like the chess match of, you know, is it Grossman, righty, lefty? Okay, what type of pitcher is it? What does his stuff do? How is Buxton handling stuff like that in his career and in this game so far? And he swung at everything in those two strikeout at-bats. The, the other thing, too, that I think about, superstars aren't forced to become superstars. Uh, or you know, or even just steady players, they make themselves. Um, and the Kepler at bat is a fantastic example of that. They didn't force Kepler into a, a role last year. He's just slowly developed. And if we're going to have to force feed uh, Buxton into situations, just hoping he turns the corner, then something's wrong there. He's got to make it himself. And yeah. and this doesn't come down to was Paul right or wrong. This comes down to this it's a clear indication of where Paul feels Byron is at right now and that's slightly disturbing. Because at some point in time you should you you can't be here. You can't be you either say okay, I trust him because he's good, good enough to play, but yesterday's move is a coddling move and the coddling move at some point becomes concerning. Because you you I you're either going to continue to do that or you're going to get past it. And I don't know, like coddling, I don't know if coddling is the right word. I think it was almost punishment. It well, was, hey man, you're not. It, it was you're not good enough to hit in this spot. Is what it was. It was a, punishment. It's a no confidence vote that you're going to have to get past at some point, or we've got a problem. Well, and I, the comparisons always made with Tory Hunter. Tory Hunter was up and down in the minor. Uh, you know, how long did that game go on before it finally clicked with him? Not through '99, right into 2000. Yeah, you know, so what are we on year three with Buxton? Yes. So I mean, we're still relatively early in a, in a career. Unfortunately, we live in this microwave age where you know, just like the first round draft pick quarterback is supposed to start and be the savior all the time. Uh, Sometimes it takes people to develop. It took Tori a while. Uh, I want to look this up here, too, because I think like first half of the season has been atrocious every step of the way for Buxton. And I think, let me find this here. So he came up in 2015 at some point, like, was it like May or June? It was kind of an emergency call-up because they had Aaron Hicks was on the disabled list or something. and I think it was June. They had, I think, like, Darren Mastriani might have still been... One of their options on the 40-man roster. But look at this. So Byron Buxton in his career, this is insane. And some of this is just like the timing and the and the growth of a young player. Second half of the season combined, he's had almost 500 plate appearances in the second half of the season, You know, and that includes 136 games. So not even a full season. It's probably like, it's probably like five-sixths of a season. 22 home runs, uh, uh, an 807 OPS. He's got 28 doubles slash triples, 18 stolen bases. Like, second half Byron Buxton in his career has been very, very good. Gold Glove caliber. First half Byron Buxton, about the same number of plate appearances, 486 plate appearances, so basically equal. 212 batting average, 272 on base, 323 slugging. There's a 220-point difference between his second half OPS and his first half OPS. That's insane. 
And he and he looks like first and half OPS Buxton in that game yesterday. I think that I think going into last year we had a lot more questions about him, and he failed in the first half. But his success in the second half in 2016 came with one zero pressure, and two I think most of it came in September. So you're t- talking about against a lot of teams that were trying to use all all of their called up rosters. Last year, I believe, if you look it up, the success starts on July 1st and goes through the rest of the year. And so now you're saying, okay, he's definitely turned a corner. And that's why yesterday's sort of weird, because now you're saying, okay, if he's turned a corner, has he truly? Because his confidence has waned enough. This is never a question like it it would be with Sano of effort or are you trying your hardest. I always come back to Buxton of you change your batting stance and confidence. And so the disturbing thing here is, are, are we talking about another down, downward spiral of the confidence in Byron Buxton, or was this just a blip? Also worth noting, like, it's one game, and he has 161 to go this season. So to, to even use the, the phrase downward spiral, like, it, it is what it is. It was one game. He did have a hit. He did jump on a pitch and hit a ball at the middle, which is what you want to see. So I don't want to overreact, but it's just, a, obviously, it's a really interesting scenario that played out yesterday that... that Warrants some some prodding and some asking of questions. Let's come back here. Uh, you saw this. I didn't see this until I like watched an online highlight. But uh, we had goalie emergency play out with an accountant One of for the, the Chicago Blackhawks in all of sports. So we'll get to that. Also, game show Friday is in play at least two times between now and one o'clock. Uh, Chris Singleton talking Twins with us, and that voice you heard—that's one of our favorite listeners, Paul. He's hanging out because he donated some money for the Courage Kenny auction uh, in early December. So we thank him for his donation and for his hot sports takes today. It's Mackie and Judd.